Hi, and welcome to the 21 News Podcast. I'm Robert McFerrin, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Joe Haldigan, family medicine physician at Mercy Health Salem Primary Care. Dr. Haldigan, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. Today, I want to talk to you about some uh, talk to you about seasonal allergies. Yes, the seasonal allergy season is upon us. The leaves come out, flowers bloom, grass begins to grow, and more than 60 million people's suffering begins. Whether it's hay fever, grass, tree pollens, ragweed, these are terms we've all heard about. Uh, these irritants uh, th- that affect people. So, what are seasonal allergies, and, and what causes them? Yeah, so seasonal allergies, allergies in general, are really an abnormal immune response to something in our environment, something that we're exposed to. And obviously, in the case of seasonal allergies, that's predominantly going to be the different types of pollens and potentially mold um, spores that are going to be in the air, whether it's spring, fall, any time of the year. Sometimes, occasionally, people will have allergies to things like pet dander, dust mites. And again, depending on the season, they may have more of an exposure to those things as well. But it's really just these particles in our environment that our body's immune system develops, mounts, if you will, an abnormal response to, and gives us some symptoms that can mimic being sick. Thank you. Uh, So, What are some indicators that you may have or be developing an allergy? Yeah, so typically people with allergies, these seasonal type of allergies, are going to start developing runny nose, maybe some stuffiness, feeling like their head is a little bit full of congestion. Um, People will tend to sneeze frequently, have some drainage down the back of their throat. We call that post-nasal drip. Um, You may also have some itchy, watery eyes. People will also report frequently headaches, sometimes just sort of a general feeling of fogginess or very low-level fatigue. Those are probably the most common symptoms that people complain about. They usually develop pretty gradually over time. So as, as the seasons change, as we're sort of exposed to more and more of those new pollen particles in the air, then the symptoms will sort of mount up. So especially when people feel like they might be coming down with something, but they never get really sick the way that they would think of if they had a virus or a bacterial infection or some type, that can often be an indicator that there might be some allergies at play. So what can be done to relieve these symptoms? Yeah, so fortunately, um, with allergies, there's kind of two major ways that we try to um, to treat them. The first being prevention. So for a lot of people, you can control your environment. If you specifically know what you're allergic to, then you can, if, if possible, remove that. Obviously, with seasonal allergies, most of us can't move to a new location. <laughs> Even if we did, we might develop allergies to something in that neck of the woods, too. So frequently, what we would suggest, especially here now in springtime, we would say to keep the window closed. We want to keep the outdoor air outside and keep the indoor air inside. Um, We also will recommend frequently that people can wipe wipe down their faces, wash their hands when they come in again, so that any of that pollen, those other allergens from the outside can get wiped off as soon as they come indoors. People may want to consider taking a shower at night, again, to get all of that Uh, all of those allergens off their body before they get into their bed. You want to increase the frequency that you change your sheets, wash your sheets. Air filters can be very helpful in this regard. The other thing that actually COVID has been helpful for, we're seeing a reduction in some people's symptoms from allergies. The masks have been very helpful with that. So most of the particles that we worry about from an allergy perspective are much larger than the COVID virus. So again, if you're doing something particularly offensive, mowing the lawn, for instance,
instance, mm-hmm. maybe wearing a face covering of some sort might be helpful in sort of, again, eliminating the source of the allergen in the first place. And then the other thing that we do are medications. So most of these now are over-the-counter. Allergies are so common that a lot of people can self-treat these. There are long-acting antihistamines. They're sort of an older generation. We call them first-generation antihistamines. That would be medicines like Benadryl. Those are notorious for causing a lot of fatigue. A lot of people feel just a little bit off if they take them. So we would would predominantly more recommend what we call the second-generation antihistamines. And these are medicines, most patients will know the brand name more than the generic name. So Zyrtec, Claritin, Allegra. Those are typically very well tolerated, taken once a day, can really improve people's general sense of symptoms. The other thing that's probably our most effective first-line treatment are actually nasal steroid sprays. So these medicines help to decrease the inflammation in the sinus cavity, really help to prevent that mucus production from starting off in the first place. These would be medicines like Flonase, Nasacort, Rhinocort, things like that. So those are probably the most common things for people who maybe have some itchy eyes. We can also do eye drops that are antihistamine-based. You have also probably heard of decongestants, things like pseudoephedrine, and that can often be combined with an antihistamine. There are some probably bigger risks with those medicines. They do have the potential for side effects. We try not to use them in patients who have high blood pressure, any type of underlying heart issues, and specifically the nasal decongestants. Those have to be used on very limited basis, or they can actually cause a rebound congestion and people can almost feel like they have to take them in order to feel better. So we really recommend avoiding those um, uh, if at all possible and just sticking with some of the other treatments that are out there. Great information. Now, I, I know with me personally, um, as I've aged, I have become more susceptible, it seems, to allergies or different seasonal allergies that, that hit. Can these allergies develop at any point in your life or, or can we outgrow them at some point? Yeah, it is It is possible to outgrow allergies. A lot of people will talk about things that they had issues with when they were younger and then don't seem to be as problematic for them as they get older. I would say in general, though, most people will find an allergy is going to stick with them for a long period of time, and they definitely can develop at any time. So we'll get more and more patients every year who come in. I've never had this problem before, and here all of a sudden I'm developing these symptoms. That's definitely possible. In general, the more frequent exposure to these things, the more chance that that body is going to develop that abnormal response so again, over time, it is possible for new new symptoms to develop or new allergens to, to start bothering us. So if you're suffering from allergies, and I assume there's a range that some people have mild, some people have more severe, at what point should you schedule an appointment to see an allergy specialist? Yeah, so definitely we always recommend, you know, talking your treatment plans over with your primary care doctor first. They can really navigate a lot of the initial issues for the vast majority of patients. But those people who are not doing well enough with these typical medicines that we already reviewed, they would be sort of what we would bump up to the next level. So there are um, other treatments, most um, most commonly allergy shots that are used for those patients who really are struggling to control their symptoms despite proper continued use of those other medications. And, um, and any primary care doctor would be able to refer appropriately if that was the case. So is there anything else we can do? So for example, being WFMJ21 News, um, can watching the extended weather forecast with our fantastic team of meteorologists uh, help you to prepare prepare in advance for high pollen days? 
Absolutely, absolutely. So our weather reports are very, very helpful in terms of planning activities. We know that on days where it's a little bit warmer and more windy, that's probably going to be the worst days to go out. So those weather reports can be very helpful in sort of deciding which days you're going to work indoors, which day you may try to do those outdoor activities. The safest time, probably the best time to go outdoors is right after it rains. So if you're able to plan anything in that regard, that can be helpful too. And um, and we know those peak hour, hours, excuse me, for allergies are typically in the morning between about 5 a.m. and 10 a.m. is when the pollen counts tend to be the highest. So again, we would recommend following the weather report and then trying to plan those activities in the afternoon, if at all possible. That's some great information. Is there any, any additional information that you can offer to allergy sufferers? Yeah, just to know that it, it is definitely a very frustrating thing. I deal with them myself. The most important thing is, is to talk to your primary care doctor to come up with that initial plan and to take the medicines that they recommend regularly. So oftentimes we try to play catch up with our symptoms. It's much better to take the medicines on a daily basis and really prevent some of those symptoms from happening in the first place. And then just be honest with your provider. If you feel like you are doing everything that you've been told to and you are still having symptoms that are of concern or particularly bothersome, then let them know that it might be time to see a specialist. That's very helpful information. Uh, Dr. Haldigan, thank you for uh, joining us today and for providing some valuable information to our audience. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, take care.